Hello, and welcome to Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, uh, the risk manager here with Alps, and uh, it is my pleasure to uh, have Shay Sammons join me this afternoon as uh, we, we talk a little bit about a, a survey that we did with young lawyers here at Alps. But before we get into that, Shay, can you just tell everybody that's listening a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm a claims attorney at Alps. I'm originally from Montana, long line of Montanans. I think I'm fifth generation. Went to undergrad here at University of uh-huh. Montana Western down in Dillon. Uh, had a professor kind of talk me into going into law school. I was a oh, little bit interested okay. anyway, yeah. but he, he definitely swayed me. Uh, so went to law school here at the university, uh, graduated, went into private practice, uh, was in private practice for about five years, and then came on board with Alps. Very good. Yeah. Well, very good. And I, I, again, I appreciate your joining us. What, why I thought it would be fun to talk with Shay, we did a, a survey of young lawyers and had some not completely unexpected responses. But uh, as we looked at the, the responses and uh, chatted about it with some of the younger lawyers here at Alps, um, it, it became apparent that, that Shay, as an example, is uh, his own path, uh, his own experience really mirrored a lot of the responses that we yeah. saw. And, and I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that and, and share part of your story uh, and see if we can get some insights and, and learnings from what, what your generation is struggling with uh, in terms of young lawyers. Right. Uh, you, you talked initially about a professor right. sort of encouraging you to, to, to head into law. Is there more to that? I mean, really, why did you end up going to law school? What what was the dream, for lack of a better description? Yeah, so originally I went to school to be a teacher. A lot of people okay. in my family yeah. are teachers, educators. Uh, decided that I didn't have the patience to deal with young children after I did some <laughs> field experience, right? right? Um, so I, I had a degree in history and then I had a degree in political science. You know, what am I going to do with these things? Right. Okay. It was either grad school, law school, something like that, continuing my education. Uh, And then I had something happen uh, with a family member in law that I didn't really understand. And it was pretty out of my control, which I also didn't like. Um, So that was kind of what maybe piqued my interest in law. And then going through my last semester of school, I had a professor, uh, constitutional law was a requirement for me to get my uh, political science degree, took that class, became not really interested in it, but it was an interesting class and I loved the professor and he's like, well, have you ever thought about going to law school? I said, no, just took the LSATs kind of on a whim type of thing and then I don't know, just set my mind that I was gonna go to law school. Uh, applied here at the university, got in and wound up going. Um, that, I guess that's how I wound yeah, up at law yeah. school. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> what? I, I, I'm sorry, your expectations in terms of mm-hmm. what, what I, I think we all go into law with um, an idea in our head anyway of, of what 
it's like to be a lawyer. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm kind of looking at what were your expectations versus the reality, both in law school and, and post-law school? Is, did they line up at all? Was it... I think my my expectations of law school were pretty spot on with the amount of work that it was, yes. okay. the dedication right. that it was, uh, the financial burden that it yeah. is and that it became. I, I knew those things going in. The thing that's that didn't really align with my expectations was private practice. Okay. I think one of the reasons is I went into law school wanting to be a prosecutor. Uh, I, I wanted to be, you know, this champion for justice and had these noble goals of, you know, doing the right thing for people that couldn't do the right thing for themselves and righting wrongs. And then we start getting into these little kid cases and like crim pro and there's, I'm just like, there's no way I could be a prosecutor if I have to deal with this kind of yes. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I was interning at a law firm that first year and I was coming home and just thinking about these nonsense, you know housing development disputes that we have <laughs> until like 11 o'clock at night. I couldn't imagine bringing that kind of work home with me. So I, I switched over um, and started focusing on civil litigation because uh -huh. I always did want to be a litigator, be in the courtroom. I like that sort of thing. I uh, got through law school. My entire law school career I clerked for up until the last semester when I got hired on at the firm that I wound up working for here in Missoula. I clerked for a firm in Missoula that primarily does civil defense. We defended insurance companies, basically. Um, at that point, I kind of realized that I had, I don't know if consigned is the right word for it, but I, I had... Uh, just given up that, you know, the noble law per avenue, and I was just going to pursue this this avenue through law that provided a good living. That I knew that work was always going to be there, that our clients were going to pay their bills, that sort of thing. Uh, graduated, went on with a firm here in Missoula, and I did not expect the amount of hours that I had to put into things. Mm -hmm to be as heavy as it was in law school, even clerking and seeing the amount of work that partners were doing, that sort of thing at the firm that I was clerking at. Um, I, and some of that might have been my, the own, my own personal way that I work and not being able to figure out right away the most efficient way to do things or get through a, you know, a brief or whatever it is. And I really was, I was kind of in a lucky position. The firm that I stepped into had a couple of really good partners that really wanted to bring me along and were dedicated in, you know, developing me as a litigator. Mm -hmm. uh, really good at basically just holding my hand <laughs> through yeah, a lot yeah, of it, yeah. right? This is the motion. These is this is how the motions games work. You know, you want to file this motion when this sort of thing happens. Don't make that argument. You're just giving the court a reason to, you know, give the opposing party what they want. That sort of thing. Um, so I was lucky that I had that hand-holding, but still the amount that I was expected to work and the amount that I had to work were not something that I was prepared for from law school. I, I think that they do a good job, at least the law school I went to did a great job of preparing me substantively for the, the, the okay. legal issues right. that I was going right. to encounter, like intellectually. They did right. a great job of preparing me for it. Trial-wise, I don't know if I had, you know, I did trial class and I was on moot court team, but mm -hmm. 
We didn't really have any trial prep outside of that, yeah. or we didn't do any sort of deposit. How do you go through a deposition with people? Um, you know, motions and limine, that sort of thing. There is no preparation yeah. for that in law yeah. school, and maybe you can't prepare for that. I think it would be, I think it'd be hard. I'm. I think you can through perhaps. You know, I look at the medical school model practicums and internships and right. things. You know, maybe there's something there, but law schools, it. it I, you know, I'm I'm quite a bit older, and your 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 description of law school is very very similar to mine. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I I I've always thought, I think law schools really do a pretty good job of teaching you how to be a lawyer, um, but a horrible job at teaching you the realities of how to run a legal business. Yeah, how to, how to make this thing work day to day in any kind of sane way you know yeah. um, that that's that that's my sort of how I responded to all of that but uh, any regrets I mean how, how would you would you do it again you know I, <laughs> I, I think that I would do it again uh-huh. um, I would try to get in the door at Alps a lot quicker than okay <laughs> that right. yeah not not to kiss boots or anything but but that's a little a little bit I mean I, I think private practice was just so demanding just by its nature. You yeah. have to put those hours in or else you don't get the work done. Yeah. And you're going to have mad clients. You're going to have poor work product, that sort of thing. Yeah. You're not going to have a job eventually. Yeah. Um, but other than just, you know, maybe maybe I wasn't prepared for the amount of work that it was or the way that the work is, is also expected to be done. Um, but I wouldn't say that, that I regret going to law school. I would have thought a lot harder about it. Mm-hmm. The other part of you know that, the other side of that coin, I guess, would be the financial burden that you yeah. have after right. law school. Right. And right. I, that's something that, you know, I knew that I was taking out student loans going through law school, but it's not something that really hits you when you get until you get out of law school yeah. and you're like, holy cow. Yeah. That's yeah. some loans, and then on the outset, you're, you're just making first-year associate money, right. which lawyers make a decent amount of money as compared to some other professions or oh, whatever, absolutely. but mm-hmm. I would say that, or I'm going to say that I think that lawyers are probably underpaid for maybe the first two or three years, considering the amount of financial burden that a lot of them have to take on right. to get right. out of law school. Yeah. I had friends that were making $45,000 a year with $120,000 yeah. worth of yeah. debt that they took on just to get through law school. Right. right. And I mean, you can't even pay the principal on no. a loan yeah. at that yeah. amount. Yeah, yeah. And, and what you're sharing uh, for those uh, listening here today, uh, a lot of, of, of share, Shay's, share, Shay's insights really match what uh, others have said on the survey, you know, that just a tremendous cost uh, and and not having a true realistic understanding of what uh, the work environment mm-hmm. and, and the financial side of all this is post law school. You know, I, I, you see some same things in medicine. You know, that people can make a lot of money, and some people do. Right. But a lot of people, Don't. it's day to day. You know, I mean, they they, they it's okay. <coughs> Pardon me. I have a little cough here. Excuse me. The, um, but the debt load, it, it, you say this, you see the same thing in medicine. It's just 
sometimes even quite a bit higher. Right. And they just can't ever get out of that. Um, I think. Yeah. No, please go ahead. A little bit, no, please. I think also the the way that the business is structured in law with the partnership structure, which is usually the common way that firms are structured, yeah. right? You put yeah. in, you're on partner track, you put in five, three, five, seven, nine yeah. years, whatever the partner track is at your firm. But until you make partner, you're still making that associate money, right? right? And then you're hoping to maybe supplement that with some kind of bonus that your boss is willing to throw you, or hopefully you get a raise. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just you're, you're making that little amount of money to make partner. Was it, would you say the environment was um, sort of a sink or swim environment or was it more really geared to mentoring and they really did, I mean, just what was your experience? I think that's the one, and maybe not just the only one, but one of the areas where my experience isn't really the norm from what I've talked to with my classmates, at at least. Yes. Because I was really brought along. I had two partners that Uh were very good. They'd been attorneys in the area of law that we were practicing for 30 years. They'd helped write some of the laws in the state. Really great attorneys, and they really cared about bringing me along as an attorney. So I had, it was more of that mentorship for sure, but I think that's the exception to the rule in some places. Well, and that's, again, what we we see a lot on the survey. Yeah, I, I think your experience is a bit of an exception there. What really led you to say okay the uh, private practice life isn't you know Not for me. yeah you start looking elsewhere I think it was a couple of things there was uh, so I have a four-year-old daughter the main thing was yeah that uh, we were I was having to work enough that I was starting to miss things in her life right like yeah, yeah. they're gonna go fishing it you know once I get off work uh, you know we got a brief due on Monday I'm going to have to be at the office for another three hours. Yeah. You guys got to go without me. Yeah. Or yeah. she's in, you know, T-ball or whatever it is, and I have to miss a game. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. That just, in my experience, is something that I wasn't willing to sacrifice just so that I could, you know, put in enough hours to make partner or make an, enough, as much money as I possibly could, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Work at that point wasn't worth more than missing out on things yeah. with my daughter. So that was the main driver, I think. Uh, the other one was just the workload is, it, it's yeah. crazy, but I mean, yeah. by nature, it sort of has to be. that. And some of my friends that I graduated with love it. They were born to be litigators <laughs> and work 70 hours all week, every week, yeah. you know, yeah. those sort yeah. of people. Yeah. And that's just not how I'm wired, I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, and, and that comes to another point that a lot of people were making on the survey that there's, it's really hard to find that life-work balance. You feel worked to death, and yeah. there's no yeah. no area, no room for anything else outside of work. Yeah, I, I I love how you talked about you know your daughter and, and mm-hmm. the importance of that uh, and and driving the change. It's uh, you know I've spent a lot of years on the road, right? And in prior years with Alps. Uh, long before you got here, I was traveling two weeks every single month, and you know, again, right? We had five kids, and you you, you do really I feel why you you, you start to toll. miss it. Yeah. It does take a toll, um, and I think I did what you did, just in a different way. You you, you just have to find ways to uh, 
and we've talked talk, talk about this a little earlier, I, I, for me, it's not about finding balance. It's about finding creative ways to make each aspect of your life, whether it's work, you know, I, I don't like this notion of compartmentalizing our I don't lives, either. you know, but, yeah. uh, and really sitting and saying, you know, I've got, okay, so although I'm, you know, 2,000 miles away, you know, I will, I, I may sit down at a restaurant, get a glass of wine, and uh, call my wife, yeah. and we'll just chat for 15 minutes, and the kids know, okay, you know. Uh, one of the other things that I did, it was kind of fun. I took each one out on the road with me. Yeah. And they got to see what my life was like. Exactly. And then they had some they great dad and yeah. son or dad and daughter time. Yeah. You know, on a weekend we'd go and uh, we, we had some really good times. I bet. But I, I'd love your thoughts. Um, speaking, you know, if we could take a couple of minutes and, and say, speaking to both lawyers that... Uh, or young lawyers that are thinking, are people think going to law school mm -hmm. or in law school, and uh, young lawyers that are the first couple of years of whatever their professional life looks like. Um, just, just what are your thoughts about what, what, what do we do in light of the current reality of a lot of debt for a lot of people to go to law school? Right. Um, and I don't know that that's readily solvable, but. Um, the, the long hours, the, you know, that's, a, that's try to shed a little light or a little, offer a little uh, window of hope, perhaps, <laughs> for, for those that sit here and say, oh, man, you, you start to just second guess. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I'll let you run however you want to run with that. It's just, yeah. got a bunch of things in there, but. I, I think, I think the, the first thing at least that helped me to accept it's just to accept that the way to you achieving some sort of happiness because I think that's what you're talking or we're talking about with this the concept of life work balance or it's it's being happy while also being able to maintain this lifestyle of being a lawyer right the work aspect of it uh-huh okay yes so I think part of it is just ex accepting that the profession at least the way that lawyers work, it, it, that that's just the way that it's going to be. If you're not up for working or putting in a certain amount of hours, like with with me, I was I litigated. If you're not up for putting in those sixty hour weeks at the beginning, especially when you start practicing, then you probably shouldn't be a litigator. There's other areas of law that don't require that you know that hour mm -hmm. uh, workload. I think the other thing is, as well, is that, that, and this is something that I've kind of gained perspective on just recently in coming on with Alps, I think, is that I worked a ton when I very first came into, out of law school, but I got m more efficient at getting my work done, and I maximized my hours in a more efficient way, I guess, with, with, for lack of a better term. I think people need to view that hour load and that the insane amount of hours that maybe they will have to work as soon as they get out of law school or, you know, whether they do or not in a more of a long-term perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The first five years of practice, you might have to bust your butt yeah. and work 60 hour weeks every single week and you get a week of vacation every year and that's it. That's all you get. But maybe on that sixth year, you make partner 
and you don't have to do that anymore, right? You you worked your you didn't have this I don't know to use the term again, and I agree I don't really like the term life work balance because it insinuates something that yeah like you they're they're separate and you need to put both you know this amount in this one and this amount in this one to balance amount and how do you do that that sort yeah. of thing. I I think the point is is that you might not have that balance at the beginning of your career mm -hmm. but by the middle of it you probably will at least that's been my experience and i i obviously i switched out to get that balance i'm not in right. private practice anymore right but right. when as i was coming up on those five years i had a decision to make i was either my the partners were kind of retiring and I could take over the book of business that we had at the firm and our mm -hmm. clients yes. and just continue on with this thing as my own or I could go do something else. Yeah. And I made the decision that I wanted to go do something yeah. else yeah. and that was with Alps. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some takeaways on that and I'll, I'll, I'll share shortly. The, the one thing that my thought is, you know, and I think you know, your experience was a little better in, yeah. in, in terms of having some mentoring and those it kinds of things. Sure. Um, but I'm not convinced because I just, I'm further down the road in, in a, a non-traditional legal career. Boy, you know, I've, I've worked with thousands of lawyers and, you know, you look at all the, the data on, uh, uh, on how unhealthy our profession is. Yeah. I'm not so convinced that, you know, once you hit that partner track that it's, I agree. It's all, Right, roses, and you know, it. It, it, it sometimes I, I think it can get even Worse. crazier, um, which just underscores, you know, the the value of um, getting to this this balance thing, getting to this, mm -hmm. you know, finding uh, health and wellness in all aspects of your life. I mean, some of the things that I take away from Shay's story. Um, I like the fact, again, that you you really sat down and said, okay, I went into law with, you know, I think a relatively good understanding of, you know, what you're getting into in terms right. of studying long hours, right, that right, kind right. of thing. But um, at, at the other side of that experience, I hear a little bit about, it's not everything that I thought it would be. No. And, you know, you are sitting down and saying, is this what I want the rest of my life to look like? Mm -hmm. And it's in no small part driven by this sweet little thing, right. you know, that exactly. you brought into this world and you look and say, you know, what, what are my priorities here? Mm -hmm. Am I living to work? Or am I wanting to work to have a life? Yeah. And, and I think you made a, a very well-reasoned and intentional decision uh, in, in your career. And, and to me, that's one important takeaway to all of this. Uh, when I look again at a lot of the survey responses, right. you know, I, I want to say to these folks, at the end of the day, whether you have regrets or you know, might do things differently. Uh, you, know, you, you are where you are mm -hmm. and you can make choices. You this can. is your life, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'm, I'm another great example. I actually 
kind of was very interested in doing the same kind of thing you did early on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I also thought, you know, there's a non-traditional legal career, and there are lots of lawyers that are non-traditional legal careers mm -hmm. of all. There's just so many things. I think that's one of the the value adds, for lack of a better description, of a law degree. I agree. You know, you, 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 you can do all of kinds bank, of stuff, can, yeah, right? Whatever. And I, so I, I, I. I want, if any of you listening to this are sort of can relate to Shay's story or, or, or feel some of the things that you know, we're sharing some of the other young lawyers in this survey in terms of these responses, you, you are in control. I'm not saying it's easy, mm -hmm. um, you know, but you, you really have to sit down and ask some tough questions and, and decide what are my priorities in life. Uh, but the other thing that I think is important too that I like. Um, sort of underscoring the difference that you shared with your own experience in the law firm. And I, I this is where I made a big mistake. Um, you know, I was, uh, I kind of jumped out and uh, hung up my own shingle with a, a, a law school classmate. And, you know, we were both green and you just yeah. no clue what it's we were so doing. Tough, right? And, yeah. you know, you, you feel alone, you feel scared, you feel isolated. And you, and let's be honest, you feel incompetent yeah. because you don't have any real experience no. under your belt. Because the way that they teach you law is yes. not necessarily the way that it's practiced. And all those little pointers and tips that you yes. get to pick on with, up with a mentor. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what I, you know, so if you are, pardon me, need a little sip here, my throat strike, but if you feel alone, isolated, um, not entirely competent, and you know, any of those, all of those, right? any yeah. and all of this stuff, I think is very, very normal. First off, yeah. so don't feel like, oh, it's just you. I felt that way, and I had somebody so, hold my hand. Yeah, yeah. I, I did too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I really do hope that if, if to those that are, can relate to to this whole discussion, you are not alone. You are not unique in feeling what you feel. Um, I'm not saying it's it's. Great. I mean, I, it, it. Unfortunately, in some ways, it comes with the territory. But the good news is, again, you you can control some of that. But I also think, you know, reach out, and and look for mentors and try to find that, people. There is, and I, I'm I don't know. I might be speaking out of turn. I don't no, know please. if this program still exists in Montana. It did when I was in law school. Mm -hmm. But there's a mentorship program here that if you get a hold of the state bar. They can hook. They they'll set you up yeah. with somebody to you know. You meet up. You have coffee. You bounce ideas off each right. other. How should I write this brief? Right. What do I need to do here? Right. And a number of bars all over the country right. have various programs. And there's they they may be structured a little bit differently. Yeah. But mentoring is uh, there's a tremendous need for it. But what a lot of folks don't realize, particularly in terms of uh, the younger lawyers, there are also a lot of people out there that are more than willing to do it. Um, there's a, there is an availability, um, particularly the the more senior among us. Right, you um, get on the, the back know, side it, of the practice. Right, and... it's 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 a way to give back. Mm -hmm. They start to slow down, um, and it's you know, I, I just think there's I've I've talked with enough lawyers that do say I I I have something I would love to give and share. Right, you know, and here here's another thought. Uh, some of these lawyers still want to practice for a number of years. But you know what they're afraid of 
and not competent in, and, and sometimes it's just how to use some of the tech. Yeah. And what I have found at times, some really interesting mentoring relationships where, back and where the senior lawyers talk a little bit about it. Here's how you do a depot and don't do this in, yeah. you know, in front of the judge. And, and the other lawyers say, here's how you put the screen up on Zoom. Yeah. And here's, you know, and uh, it, it really can be. Value goes both uh, ways. It, value goes both ways. Yeah. But I also think at the end of the day, you can get some really meaningful um relationships out of it in terms of just support systems, professional right. support systems right. that, that, that add, uh, really add to life. So uh, this has been awesome. Do, do you have other thoughts or points or things that you'd like to share, Mick? I want to make sure yeah. you get... I, well, the only other thing that I was thinking is you... I think we've touched on this subject that, you know, people are having these ex these experiences. My experience might be a little bit different than your experience. Uh -huh. There yes. are a lot of different experiences in right. the whole. I think the last point that I'd really like to make is we're all obviously individuals. Yeah. And, yeah. and the what's going to work for me in trying to find happiness and with my personal life and work might not work with the other person. Agreed. Uh, one of the ways that I started to, you know, try to relieve that work stress and try to relieve my mind from working was going running mm -hmm. or getting outdoors, that yeah. sort of thing. And that's what worked for me. Yeah. Maybe for somebody else it's knitting or yeah. playing racquetball or, you know, sitting there starting a new TV series, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. I think, again, to point, to touch on your point of it's about internalizing, figuring out what works for you and making a really intentional decision after that thought process yeah. on, you know, is this the way that I want to go? Is this the way that I want to go? Is this something that's going to be able to work for me? Yeah. And yeah. then just following through yeah. on it. Yeah. I, 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 I absolutely agree. You're speaking, you're saying things I think I would have said myself in your <laughs> shoes. You know, I would just, again, many years further down the road. But for me, you know, it's bike riding. Yeah, there and you go. cooking, you know, yeah. I, I I love, and interestingly enough, even the choice to be a road warrior. Yeah, you know, that you know, like you were saying some people love to the hours of litigation right. and, and the thrill of the courtroom and all that. I am a guy that just loves to move. I mean, go. I really do. Yeah, and so I, I had my challenges to, to find ways to make that work for my family because I need to support and take care of my support system right exactly. and I'm also a support system to them so I need to be there but you can do that yeah. you know it just took me a little while to learn that I'm the one in control of these decisions yeah exactly and, and so I, I think we'll leave it there that that's I think the message that we're both trying to make and, and uh, I, I hope that uh, again walking away with reach out to support systems uh, be a support system, but really you are in control of your life and all that you're feeling is normal. We all feel it. It's, it's you know, just natural, but there are so many opportunities out there. Just take the time to find ways to reach out and make it work. So I hope you found something of value today. Shay, thank you for thank taking you. a little time. Yeah. It really truly has fun. been a pleasure. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to me anytime if there's something I can do uh, in terms of a risk question, an ethics issue, uh, 
cyber concern of some sort, you do not need to be an Alps insured to visit with me. Uh, my email address is mbass, M-B-A-S-S, at alpsinsurance.com. That's it, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye.